we go. Another edition of The Wrap. Tom Mazaway, Clarence Black, in Under the Gun, by the way. Clarence Black and Rod Beard from uh, his palatial studios, uh, not in his car this time, here on The Wrap. Welcome in. Uh, we welcome into the uh, Warren RV Storage Studios here in Farmington. Uh, congratulations uh, if you're one of uh, the customers there because you got a great place. One of the largest RV and commercial vehicle storage facilities in the area. Large sites available to accommodate vehicles from 20 foot to 75 feet. So next time Rod's on the road, maybe we'll get him one of these RVs to drive around in. But can you just take two seconds and just like how awesome Mobile Rod was? Oh yeah, he was terrific. And Mobile Rod was dope. Yeah, like, he was. That was some new, like some new school kind of stuff, you got, man. You got some glasses on, huh? Yeah, I got some glasses. Looking on. good, man. Very thank studious. You, thank, you, thank you. Thank you. Hey, Rod. Gentlemen, how are you? Good man. Good man. Uh, I'm glad you're uh, situated with us. Uh, lots to talk about. You know, it's uh, the end of September, and we had the Stanley Cup Finals. We got football in full swing. College football's getting there as well. The baseball playoffs. The NBA Finals about to start as well. And the Preakness will be run this weekend for you horse racing aficionados, as Mike, Mark Spindler would used to say. <laughs> I'm a horse racing guy, of course. But lots to go on. And, I mean, it's like a sporgy. you got to be loving it. Yeah, I, I would say what a time to be alive except for this doggone pandemic. But from a sports <laughs> perspective, yeah, you, you got just about everything you could hope for all in one little little time slot here. How'd you like to be a Tampa Bay sports fan? Your teams, three of your three teams Dude. are at the pinnacle. They are at the top of their game. The Lightning, the best team in hockey. They win the Stanley Cup. Congratulations to them. Victor Hedman gets the Conn Smythe. It's their second uh, championship since 04. And that was uh, the old Bill Davidson buy back in yeah. the day, if you remember, when he bought yeah. the Lightning and he changed the, he got the rink. He called it the Ice Palace instead of the Palace. Yeah. He brought Bill Wickett and a bunch of people from the PR department down there. They're still there. They're still winning championships. And Stevie Eiserman has got his thumbprint all over that place. And you know he's got to feel good, man. He's and that had to feel good for Wing fans just to kind of have yeah. that hope of of what he could build. Absolutely. I mean, he's sitting at home. His team is winning the championship again, the team he built. Yeah. He's here trying to rebuild the Wings and he's doing it. He's picking up draft picks. He picks up a player the other day. Uh, you know, an expiring contract, but he gets that second-round pick. But the Tampa Bay fans, they got the Rays. They're the number one seed in the American League. The Lightning are the champion. And uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are playing some good football with a, an old guy, a quarterback by the name of Tom Brady. And no one can watch are it. You try, are, you try, are you trying to inspire hope in this Detroit fan base? That I am. sounds like what you're trying to do. I am, Rod. I am. Because yes, our time is coming again, man. We had that time. We did. we did. We had that we time. Did. We did. It's got to come back. It, I mean, this is you guys have been here longer than me. I've been here since '93, so 27 years. Detroit sports. Let's face it; they're in the toilet. Have you ever seen it the way it is now? No, I, I, I don't. I've never seen it this bad. But I've never seen it this we, bad, we, Rod. Where I've never seen it this bad. Where, and I didn't realize this until I really kind of looked at it. Like, man, I grew up. I grew up where we always had the guy though like i i don't my entire life when i was a kid we had iserman we had barry and we had isaiah yeah and so but now it's like i couldn't and somebody like miggy i'm like miggy's 50 
Like, we're going to find out. Mickey played good this year, Bro, quietly. He, he, he's the best 50-year-old in the league. He's not 50. He's, he's 100. You, I, I bet you cash money he's not the age he says he is. Well, yeah, Rod, you want some of this action? <laughs> I, I 50, I'll, I'll put no, no. 50. I'll go 50 I, to 1. I don't, want, I don't want any of that action. <laughs> I'll say the most he is. Because if you look back. <laughs> the most he listen, is. If you, if you look back at the 03 the World most Series. most he is. So you admit listen. that you know there's some shenanigans well, going on with his age? Of course. The, the old, most he is. The 03 World Series. He looked like a baby in that series against the Yankees, and he has aged. He has aged here in Detroit. Dude, that's like me saying Mass has AIDS, and you're like, I don't have AIDS. The most I have would be like syphilis. Well, nonetheless, the most he. Who cares? Who cares? Just concede something. You concede something. I will. I will. Rod Beard, Clarence Black, Tom Azaway here on the wrap. Well, it happened, guys. The first positive COVID tests in the NFL. It's out there, fellas. The Tennessee Titans have got themselves a little uh, epidemic going around. They're not saying who's got it, who doesn't have it, but they are shutting down their organization till Saturday. They played the Minnesota Vikings. Phenomenal game, by the way, on Sunday. The Vikings have not had any positive tests yet, but they're working on it. The Titans are done for the week. They they play the Steelers. Did the Vikings have to be done? For the them? Vikings are right now. They have forty-eight hours. The, the the Titans have to go till Saturday. That's an already done deal. So the Vikings have forty-eight hours. Hopefully, they won't have any positive tests. If they do, they're cooked as well. That means two games: Vikings, Texans, out. Titans, Steelers, out. Rod, did you expect it to hit this quick? Surprise. (laughs) If you you don't have a strict bubble, and and we talked about it before, when you have that many people on a football team to try to keep that that tight, it's going to be really, really hard. The thing that the NBA has done is keep everybody in a very strict bubble on one campus. And you you had a couple of stragglers and some sneakers outer and some some everything else. But you knew at some point the tacos are going to be too good or something was just going to happen to, to, to break this bubble. And we're seeing it now. Rod, I think the thing that got me, and it's, here's what's stupid, man. It's like, I've been watching football, but there was a shot last night during the Chiefs-Ravens game, mm-hmm. kind of the overhead, right? And when you look at, when, I, when you see it from overhead, you really do get a feel for how many people are still on both sidelines. And I kind of just, I looked at my wife and I went, eh. And she said, what? I was like, but they're all hanging together. No, but I was saying, look at the number of people. My exact words were, that's a lot of people who don't play football, that are on the sidelines, who are going home and doing God knows what. And I was like, man, I don't know. Like, we've been lucky so – and sure as shit this yeah. morning. And I was, and, and she kind of looked at me like, did you know something? I'm like, I ain't, I just looked at – I mean, that overhead was Clarence, Clarence like, always knows. Clarence I got mean, the inside. That's how he knows how old Mickey is. Yo. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> I just no, don't it know. Is just a lot. When you think about the ball boys and the, the spotters – um, the people in the camera operations for the TV crews, you got the 50 people on each team, and then you got the coaches, you got all these quality control coordinators and everybody else that's not even directly affiliated with the team to to do the TV stuff and the radio stuff and everything else. It's a lot of people. And that's why they were finding those coaches the past couple of weeks for not wearing masks, because any little slip up like this puts you in a position that they're in now where you're losing games. And if you start losing confidence and, and you have this imbalanced season where you can't have the teams play the same number of games, right. you got this ripple effect that you can't control now. 
What do you think is going to happen going forward here? Let's say the Titans and Steelers, they can't play. Now, they're going to have a bye week. But more than likely, they're not going to be able to play each other because they're probably not going to have the same bye week. And i got to double-check on the bye weeks. Then the Vikings and Texans, that's an NFC-AFC match. So they're not going to see each other again. So do you just wipe that game off, off, clear off? The other game, Titans-Steelers, that's an AFC conference game. That's more of an important game. It's not a... It's not a division game, per se, but it isn't more of an important game. So if those two games take them out, let's just go. I want to go to fantasy football for just a second because the NFL's all in. The NFL's all in on fantasy football. It's And betting. They make, yeah, they make their money on fantasy football. People, got, people are in leagues, not, not just free leagues. You're paying money to get in these leagues. Now all of a sudden there's games canceled and stuff. What, bro? You know who my you know who my my number one running back is in our league, right? Yeah, Derrick yeah, Henry. Derrick Henry. Yeah, it hurts, man. I know. I, with, I just man, this is gonna. I don't know what they're gonna do, right? So you, got any, you got any ideas? It's a it's a ripple effect, and I think you're gonna have to to move these things around where you might have to do some creative scheduling and say we're gonna schedule a a, a game Wednesday, like the Thursday before that bye week or something before yeah. that bye week. Yeah. To oh, try yeah, to double see header. You could just slide it in and, yeah. and figure it out. Or you may have to schedule a, after all of the regular season games are done, put in an extra bye week before the Ooh. playoffs start mm-hmm. to put all of these other games and just throw them in that extra week. They already got those locked. Playoffs are locked up already. Playoffs, Super Bowl, that's in stone. They're going to put these games in on Thursday nights. They'll be double headers. What do you mean probably. they're in stone when you say that? The Super Bowl's in stone already. This is the day that's on. Okay. There's only one they week kill, that they, they could play with. They could. Right, but they could kill the week before Correct. the um, That's it. The, the, the conference championships and the Super Bowl, push Correct. the first round back and slide another week in there is the Good easiest point. way to do it. Good yeah. point. And they're going to adjust buys. And yeah. that's what's going to happen. Teams are just going to have to – teams are about to get real uncomfortable with their buys. Because right now, if you look at it, I mean, all you're doing right now for the Titans is you're going to basically say, okay, look, you're going to you, – this is a bye week. You're just going to basically say, here's a bye week. You'll shift Pittsburgh. I mean, it – these guys can do it, and and I would find it hard to believe, Rod, that this was not part of some kind of contingency or al- alternative plan that they had. They had to know. So I, I kind of think like you. I think they figured out that either they were going to give themselves some leeway on the back end or yeah. they were going to get real flexible with these bye weeks. The thing that I wanted to ask you that I thought would be – that I thought we were going to see was kind of what baseball did, where I thought if they weren't going to bubble, that they would regionalize the teams. And I'm, I'm kind of, and I guess they are somewhat regionalized if you look at how far Baltimore is from Pittsburgh and, and things like that. But I guess I just thought even more so, like we might see Pitt, you know, Pittsburgh in the AFC East, and, and maybe, you know, you bring Cleveland into the the central and or not the um but you know the, I know the, the north yeah um I, I surprised the they didn't do that yeah i mean you just <laughs> you just kind of keeping everybody yeah, almost within driving distance yeah but see i don't think i think they thought the travel would be not an issue and they want these rivalries and the schedule and everything to play out and i think baseball did it right with that and and theirs was a different case because you're talking about 162 games and how do we whittle this down to 60 with keeping proximity and um, little rivalries like that intact. But, yeah, you wouldn't have had this Lions-Cardinals game last week if you had done that. Then you get your division games, and then who are you playing in the AFC? The the Browns and Bengals. I mean, that that might have actually worked out better for the Lions to do it that way. (laughs) But, I I mean, yeah, I think they were just looking like 
this was going to be easy. And if they just do the travel and keep their form of the bubble, they'd be fine. Not so much. Here's the kicker on NFL. Players who test positive for COVID and they remain asymptomatic and return 10 days after a test or after five days with two consecutive negative tests. Those who show symptoms can return 10 days after symptoms first appear, 72 hours after symptoms have ended. They had one guy, offensive tackle Isaiah Wilson. He was in COVID-19 protocol earlier this month, and he was going to go to practice this week. So I don't think it starts from him. I think it's something that happened to someone of the staff, someone of the Titans sure, staff. That's, 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 that's the, probably the easiest way for it to happen because unless the, te- the staff is getting tested every day the same sort of way, that's where you have these things leaking in. Because if you've been to a, a Lions practice, you can see there are a hundred other guys. There's this this guy with a the ball. There's the spotters. There are these chain guys. It's, it's anybody. These um, other reps that they might have come in and do stuff yeah. during a practice time. Could be anything that's in that. So if you don't have those guys tested or those guys masked up and distanced away when you don't need them, then you're just running a bigger risk in doing so all the, of that. To me, these games are completely done already because the Titans, they're not allowed to practice this week. No one's going right. to yeah, go. No one's going to yeah, go into a game without games. practice. Yeah. Am I correct? Right. Yeah. Those those games are toast. So I think what's important too is that they identify who these um, folks are, the individual yeah. players, so that it's not some guy who's had a knee injury or a, 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 a scab or something on his on his knee and saying. Oh well, he's on the injured list because of that, and not because of COVID. Because you want to be able to contact trace, you want to be able to do all this other yeah. stuff. And what the Lions have done too is they're wearing the bracelets that say, "Who have you come in contact with?" So they'll be able to trace it really easily. Wow. The technology helped them with. Well, I that. thought there was a. Um, wasn't there the chip on the jersey? Weren't they? Wasn't that part of like the whole the the next gen or whatever? They had the, the contact trace that way, where they were able to actually see. I thought it was the on the jerseys. bracelet. I didn't hear that. Right, but it's it's, it's on the I jersey it was the on the field. In the jersey. It's it's something that I think on the jersey, but then also for everybody else who's in the facility, they have the other uh, sort of chip that's in the watch that helps them to track where people have been and who they've been in contact with and what areas of the facility they've been in. Uh, here's an idea: How about the guys that aren't playing? Shouldn't they be sitting in the stands like the baseball players do? Are they still on the sidelines? The players that aren't playing? I don't playing? think so. I don't think so. If you're not active, like Jeff Okuda, that first week that he wasn't playing, he wasn't in the arena. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I keep my fingers crossed because I'm in love. I love the NFL, and I'm more in love with it now since I saw Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. <laughs> because if you watch them and you want to watch any other team, go ahead. Just let me watch the Chiefs 24-7. That is, that is a band of bad asses, yeah. in Kansas City. It's like the greatest show. It's like the greatest show on turf with the yes. Rams. I mean, you just every game is must must watch stuff to see what Ladainian Tomlinson was going to do. Now you're looking at Patrick Mahomes, and we talk about Stafford's arm angles, but he does it in a in a completely freakish sort of wow. way. And that offense, the speed they have, and now oh. the defense is playing better. I could watch every Chiefs game. The Ravens I mean, are a point, good defense. No, listen, they Lewis, look like jokers. And that's what Lewis Riddick said. Lewis Riddick said that. He, that they are doing anybody else in the league, they're like they would dominate the the speed, yeah. the everything they have. But in this situation, and because they play man to man, they're tailor made. And he basically said, like, if you want to beat the Ravens, you're going to have to basically accept the fact you've got to slow the game down. You, you mean gotta the Chiefs? Run a, the Chiefs, yeah. Uh, slow the game down. A lot of zone coverage. You have to just basically make the game as muddy as you can. 
because all you're doing is kind of holding the storm. It, you know it's coming. It's the the Chargers that, did well. But remember them. what I said last year. The Lions even did it. Yeah. Is is you yeah, basically the yeah. the Chiefs want to hit home runs and forcing them to hit singles, they get impatient. The slower and that's the same thing the Chargers did. The char, but the Chargers also, I mean, you had, your quarterback was throwing for 300 yards. I mean, I, I, I don't even want to get into you know. Uh, Lamar yesterday. 97 yards. I mean, that was just abysmal. But you have got to be able to keep that offense off the field and then also take your time because that's your that's the biggest thing. Yep. The Lions kept them off the field, and then they also almost played like damn near a prevent, like, hey, you know what? We're going to let you go down the field, but you are going to take all day, and we're going to make you make mistakes. And there were two or three throws there. Yep. Pat, I mean, there were, he is good for two or three a game, Rod. He's good for two or three picks, potential picks a game. Mahomes is. Two or three a game. He yeah. did it in the yeah. Super Bowl. I yeah. mean, this is just how he plays. So if you can just – if you can make the game muddy, they don't want – Travis Kelsey does not want to catch the ball four yards and get hit. No, he wants 17. Hardman wants bombs. I mean, they just – they are – if you can just make them impatient – you got a chance. The problem is, is man, you are you are literally forcing your defensive coordinator to really change his DNA. That's like playing a Madden right. game. It's it's just crazy yeah. stuff that it's weapons at every position. And then when they need a back, oh, you can go get Clyde Edwards-Alaire to, out of the draft, and Ugh. everybody else passed on him. And they just get the rich get richer with that. But the key to that is Eric Bieniemy, and he still doesn't get enough credit. Probably should be a head coach somewhere by now, if not in the in the off season for constructing that offense and being as flexible as he has been with that offense to make them what they are. I mean, and, and Mahomes in the contract, people want to talk about the numbers, but you see the results. He, he can snatch a game from the Chargers, snatch a game from the Lions, and he will make mistakes, but he will also do extra stuff that you just don't see other people do. We didn't get a chance to talk about the Lions. They did win their first game out of, uh, you know, they lost 11 straight. They finally broke the streak. Maybe Rogaine. you're the good luck charm, Rod, too, since, you, since you've been yeah. covering – the Lions, you know, well, I can't because you covered I mean, them it's, before. It's, 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 it's one and two. Let's calm yeah. down a little bit. It's still I am all calm. But, no, but I, th- I think it's still um, they've got to go out and beat the Saints this week to, to really start to get people to go on the bandwagon. Because even in a win, people are just, well, they it feels weird because they should have lost. But again, if you play the schedule game and you said the Lions should have beat the Bears, which they probably should have, where would they be this week? Probably one and two. So a win here that they shouldn't have won, and a loss here that they shouldn't have lost. It all yeah. kind of balances out. What do you think of uh, Jeff Okuda on his first uh, interception of the year? He looked like he got his confidence going. Now he looked capable, but is that a play that Darius Slay <laughs> would have made? I mean, we can yeah. play that game all day too. Yeah. I know, I know that. And how about the Bears at three and zero, and now they go to. Uh, a new quarterback. Let they me, go to Nick Foles. So let me get real quick for the Okuda thing. And this is the problem. The problem with Okuda. That Sorry, Slay, I didn't mean to pass. No, 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 you're fine. The problem with Okuda that Slay never had, and, and I, I firmly believe this, there is nothing that he is ever going to do, ever, to justify where he was drafted. He's never going to be the, the number three pick. Right. He's just, it's just not. It's, just, it's not going to happen. And we are not looking at, at Patrick Peterson. No. We're just not. Well, you don't know that yet. Yeah, we do. Already? Oh, we know that. Yes, absolutely. Three games. 100%. 100%. Why? 
because you when you when you saw three Patrick, games? he three, played two of them. Man, three, three, he, know, two games. Man, man, he, he knows things. Dude, I know. Are, are yes. That's watch? right. I forgot. No, Rod, I'm not. He's mostly people. People mostly when they talk about high draft corners, people in the secondary, they, they talk about Patterson because the second he walked on the field, people just went, damn. And Okuda yeah. doesn't have the damn factor. He just doesn't. And I'm not saying that's a wrong. I'm just saying that it, it, he will never be the third pick. The third pick is a culture changer. Corners yeah. don't change I got you, cultures, man. You don't, man. Have, to, you don't just, have to review I it. I know. I feel bad for him. Yeah, don't review it. No. I, already, I'm you know, just, yeah, we I'm already went through yes. lots of talk about it. And I don't even want to talk about the Bears. The hell with the Bears. I want to switch because we only have a few minutes left. I got Rod. And we got the Heat and the Lakers. Okay? I mean, you got the Heat and the Lakers. Not one, not two, not three. This is. I finally want the Heat to not, to not one, not two. I want them to win their third one. Can the Heat beat the freaking Lakers? No. No, they can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> no, I'm going to tell you they can. I'll say they can. Um but they're yeah. going to have to play out of their mind for four games, and I don't know how that happens. No. Because LeBron, and we talked about LeBron's will, he can carry a team, and now he's got an Anthony Davis who can just do it. And all of these other Dwight Howards, the Rondos, he has the right cast that he can just get it done. How about Kryptonite, uh, Iggy, on the other side? He, no, he, he's the fourth or fifth guy that you look yeah. for with that. I mean, you, you ask the question, who guards LeBron? All right, then who guards AD? I think where the, the Heat do have an advantage is in the backcourt, and that's where they've got to get a lot of their stuff done, is they've got to get Hero and Robinson, uh, yeah. Jimmy Butler. Those guys have, and Dragic, those guys have really got to get going and, and get cooking where you need a couple of 20-point games out of those guys just about every night. Well, if Hero got 36, uh, you know, just a, a week ago, why can't well, he throw 36 up against the Lakers? Are they that good defensively? Well, I don't think so, but I think just the – are they going to be afraid of that big stage and playing LeBron and having not been there? LeBron and those guys – They're in a uh, bubble. LeBron doing that playoff, in, in, but it's the finest, it's, man. When you, when you see LeBron, just like ah. he did against the Pistons, when he comes out and scores a slew of points, do you get that deer-in-the-headlights look, or do you just figure out, okay, now we've got to D up and we got to do something different? I like the Heat's toughness. I just don't like their experience in big games to say that they're going to be a team that's much more experienced – and maybe more talented at the top of their their roster. Well, and then look at it this way, too. One of the things, distinct advantages, Jimmy Butler was stronger than basically every other member of the Celtics, with the exception um, of Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart is just diesel strong. Like, he doesn't get a lot of credit Mm -hmm. for it, but he is. In this series, you can make the case that the one Morris, what is it, Marquise, you know, which Morris is with the Lakers? I always, they Mark are. Mark so Markeith, he's not stronger than Markeith. He's not stronger than LeBron. All of a sudden, Jimmy Butler is not going to be able to bully these Lakers. And, oh, by the way, they're going to run JaVale and Dwight Howard. I mean, Dwight Howard gave Jokic. I mean, Dwight Howard was somebody's nightmare again. Like, it almost, there's just, I just don't, I'm trying to find the, the math for the Heat. They can't win the ground game, and I, maybe the threes, but, I mean, you're talking, to your point, you're talking about Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero have to be Hall of Famers in this series. Not good. They have to be Hall of Famers. They have to damn near be the Warriors. Well, you, you need games where you have seven Heat guys scoring double figures or six 
or something like that, where they can spread it out and they take advantage of the Lakers bench and they make LeBron play extended minutes and they, they make AD play extended minutes. So they've got to have one of those guys on the court at all times. That might be the depth, might be where Miami does have that advantage that they can bring um, all of those guys off the bench and have some type of, of distinct kind of talent advantage. But again, if you got to rest LeBron uh, six or eight minutes, that gives the, the Heat a little bit more opportunity to go out and run the score a little bit. Listen to this stat. This is uh, Stevie McDonald, our producer, who puts this out here for me. This is the 74th NBA Finals. LeBron, it's his 10th Finals appearance. He has appeared in 13.5% of, of all the <laughs> NBA Finals put together. 13.5% of all NBA Finals has had this SOB uh, on the court. I'm sorry. I am just. How do you, how do you feel about LeBron? I'm, not, I'm, I'm just. Not I'm, I just. I'm LeBron. sorry. Sob. What did he so, do to you? I'm sorry. I just. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? What? Sob. All right. I mean, take it back. Man, please. I take it like, back. Wow, man. I'm sorry. I just. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I gotta beat him. Please beat him. Please. Please beat him. I, I don't. I don't know, man. But I'll, I'll hope. I'll hope for you. Thanks, man. Hey, Rod. We'll see you again. All right, brother. Anytime. Appreciate it, guys. Be good, man. Rod Beard from the Detroit wow. News. Uh, I'm sorry, man. I, no, I got man, carried I like, away but, Man, I didn't. This is yeah, the first yeah. time I'm, just, I'm seeing uh, all this LeBron hate. I just, like, I'm man. sorry. I, and I know he's a good guy, good family man. I, I give him all of that. I just can't stand him. Wow. I can't wow, stand him. bro. Thanks to Kelsey and David behind the glass. Stevie Mack helping us. Clarence Black, Tom Mazaway. We're back with more. We're talking baseball when we come back. No LeBron. See you on The wrap.